Welcome to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, he's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the And I welcome you today to CSC Talk Radio. It is my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. We're headed into a big old weekend this weekend. I hope that you have some fun plans and aren't going to just blow it all by working. You know, sometimes we do that. We just decide, well, you know, I got an extra day. I'm going to catch up on all this work at home. (laughs) Some of us need to do that, but I don't know if we will or not. (laughs) But let's go to the Lord in prayer. For such a time as this, Father, before we bring to you our list of wants and requests, we just take a moment right now to feel your presence, to know that you are God, and to be overwhelmed by your goodness, your love, your grace, your mercy, and to be humbled that one such as you would love us so that you would sacrifice your son for our salvation. Forgive us, Father, for all of our shortcomings, for all of our evil in each one of our lives. May we be repentant as a people and as a nation. Father, I pray for peace in this country, in the world. I pray for unity, that the people will stop looking at things and start seeing you, and that we will unite for you. Give us wisdom and courage, Lord. We are like dumb little sheep. We need the great shepherd. I beg for your protection. I ask for your hedge of protection around President Donald Trump and all those who are in places that are right now being persecuted. I ask for your protection and your comfort to be with those they have snatched and put in prison, the innocent ones, Father. I lift them up to you right now. It is for such a time as this, I beg you to bless today's show. And I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. A true leader wants peace. An honest leader wants liberty for the people. Have you read or watched the movie Narnia? The books, there's a a whole volume of books. They're by C.S. Lewis. In Narnia, Aslan was absent. The wicked witch or the queen of winter ruled over the land. There was a cold, there was, it was cold and there was hunger and there was oppression. They were punished if they spoke out against her or if they disobeyed her. Now Aslan's character was a lion. And when he was present, oh, she feared him, the wicked queen, but she wanted to kill him. 
It is a romanticized story of sacrifice and redemption. A lion was killed by the wicked queen of Narnia, but he came back to life. And Narnia was saved. The lion obviously represents our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Perhaps you think I've talked too much about religion lately, but I believe it is the absence of God, just like it was the absence of Ocelon. But it's not because God left us. It's because we left him. He's still here. These are the reasons we experience the great evils today in this world, and in particular in the United States of America. Not so long ago, a few months back, I wrote an article, and so it was in the days of Joe Biden. And so it was in the days of Joe Robinette Biden, Jr. There fell on the land a dark, cold winter. Punished and divided the people. He forced upon them ways that were unnatural and perverted. Children were sacrificed. Enemies were invited to live among us. He moved. He removed the rights of the people to peaceably assemble and openly petition their grievances. They were to be silent regarding their religion, their faith. They were disarmed, rendering them helpless against his army. Joe Biden wants division. His speech yesterday was putting Americans against one another. Oh, how they know if we come together, if we unite and fight. Their unjust causes will end. Their power, their rule will be done. As I was watching the news last night, I was also attempting to write, (laughs) which is usually not a good thing. But I was reminded of the grievances of the Declaration of Independence and how they parallel with what we're experiencing today. And so the new chapter that I'm writing is going to be dealing with that. He has excited domestic insurrection among us. That is number 27 in the Declaration of Independence. That's the grievance number 27. Number 25 is, he is at this time transporting large armies of foreign mercenaries to complete the the works of death and desolation and tyranny already with circumstances of cruelty and perfidy scarcely paralleled in the most barbarous ages and totally unworthy the head of a civilized nation. I warned us, perhaps I warned me, long ago, that before this November election, there will once again be great crime and violence. Yesterday again, It was the left. It was the Democrat Party calling for exactly that. The raid on Mar-a-Lago was just a warning to all of us. I don't know how this is all going to play out. I fear there is a terrible war coming. I don't know how that truly looks. But I know it will not be good. In his speech yesterday, he warned people with guns, you're going to need more than that. I got bigger guns than you, basically is what he said. Have you ever heard a president talk to his people like that? Put on the full armor of God, my friends, and pray, America. Pray. 
This is not a Democrat or a Republican issue. No, it's not. I know we keep calling them that, but it's not. This is truly a fight for the very soul of our nation, and not as Biden speaks, but as God would remind us. I looked this up last night when I was looking into the my article that I'm writing, and I thought somewhere it talks about God being the one who makes nations. This is out of Job. He reveals the deep things of darkness and brings utter darkness into the light. He makes nations great and he destroys them. He enlarges nations and he disperses them. He deprives the leaders of the earth of their reason. He makes them wander in trackless waste. Now think about that picture and what is leading us today. He is the answer. Will America turn back to God and bring America home? Will we? There's so much more to talk about. And I believe Daniel's going to join us. I have a couple letters that I want to address that I received from listeners. I love getting listener mail. I'm kind of bad about sharing them on the air because sometimes when you say something nice, it's 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 very humbling. And I, I don't always necessarily want to share it. I don't want to pat myself on the back. When I get something ugly, well, sometimes I deserve it. Sometimes I don't. <laughs> but anyway, I do have a couple of those before the show's in that I want to address. I want to talk to you about. But you're listening to CSE Talk Radio, and I believe, I believe Daniel will be joining us when we return. Hi, I'm Elmer Heinrich. My company sells a nutritional product called Immuno 150. If you haven't heard of it, you need to go to the website immuno150.com or call our toll-free number. Now, we sell to thousands of consumers, and our reorder rate is above 94%. Now, many people ask us how we can sell a month's supply of Immuno 150 for less than $50 when most of our competition is $70 to $80 a month. It's simple. We don't pay celebrities or testimonial people to say something good about the product. Immuno 150 stands on its own with 70 minerals and 80 other nutrients. It doesn't need any help, and it has more than color, taste, and smell. I am 88 years old, and my wife is 79, both with no dementia, arthritis, or allergies, and no aches or pains of any kind, nothing, all because of Immuno 150. Now, check the number of minerals in the product you take. Don't be surprised if you don't find more than 12. Order Immuno 150 to see what 70 minerals can do for you. Call our toll-free number, 888-316-2224. Made in America is more than just a slogan. It's a brand we all look for to better this nation's economy. Liberty Tabletop is the brand of Cheryl Manufacturing, the only manufacturer of flatware in the United States of America. Liberty Tabletop creates high-quality flatware at a competitive price using the finest quality 1810 chromium nickel stainless steel. Oh, and by the way, the steel they use is also made in the USA. The steel is tested for lead and other toxic trace elements, so you bring to your family a safe and pure product that will last for generations. Setting your table is an important part of every meal. The patterns you choose say something about you and your family. Bringing America home with LibertyTabletop.com or go to my website, csetalkradio.com, and click on their link. Call Liberty Tabletop at 844-386-2338. Use the promo code Beth Ann and receive 10% off your purchase. LibertyTabletop.com. 
Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of Power the Future, agrees that America is blessed with an abundance of reliable energy sources. Our natural resources are the lifeblood of our nation and have made our nation prosperous. Rural America is the heart of production in this nation. Our food, manufacturing, trucking, and yes, our energy. Power the Future promotes jobs in rural America, specifically our energy jobs. These jobs are all under attack. Wealthy radicals like Tom Styers and George Soros promise to break the nation's energy independence. Their beloved Green New Deal attacks all that is good in this nation. Our food, our land, our jobs, our families, and of course, our gassy cows. Power the Future is fighting for you, rural America. Join them. Visit PowerTheFuture.com. See the latest news and donate to those who are fighting for you. PowerTheFuture.com. Power the Future is fighting to keep America's lights on. And we have returned. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. And just like I promised you, Daniel Turner is with us at this moment. Daniel, how are you doing today, my friend? We've had such an uplifting speech from our president last night, uniting our nation and making us all feel warm and fuzzy. You know, it was really great to see that moment where we can all just come together and, and admit that the greatest threat facing our nation are those people who disagree with us politically. I uh, thought they were all going to say kubaya. <laughs> yeah, I I had to watch it. I, I knew I was going to do some, some media about it. I knew I was going to talk to you about it. Um, I did. It didn't surprise me. Um, no. What, I'm, and I'm also not going to get super worked up over it. I know I should, right? This was a really... We use the word unprecedented so often, but this was a really remarkably unprecedented speech by an American president. For all the stuff they said about Donald Trump, he never called those who didn't vote for him uh, uh, fascists or, or, or terrorists or Nazis. Or maybe he called them liberals and maybe he said they were dumb, but he, he never said they were a threat to the republic. So it's really remarkable, but ultimately with some sleep and and thinking about it from a distance this speech really reminds me of and knowing the joe biden speech writers are all 25 years old sure they are this speech writer reminded me of that petulant little child who has seen too many movies where you get to have that moment where you tell everyone off and and slowly the gym starts to clap and they and then everyone who's the bad guy puts their head down and realizes, boy, oh boy, I guess, I guess he's right. I am the bad guy. You know, this room, it, it was fantasy. It was, it was written by a, a, an immature child who thinks that in the big boy world, you're allowed to talk to your opponents this way without repercussions. And that's not how the world works. So it was a very immature speech. Um, not only did he call us fascists and neo-fascists and the threat to democracy and the biggest threat to our republic, but he ended by saying we need to start looking at each other as Americans. And I thought, did you not just hear what you, what said, you said five <laughs> minutes ago? So it was a very childish, very immature speech. And with that context, knowing it was written by some stupid 25-year-old kid, knowing they are desperate to not lose the house this November, um, I just I brush it off as just another stupid thing about this administration that will eventually go away and we will bury into the history books. You know, I agree with you. Um, 
it wasn't surprising. He hasn't said anything kind to anybody that regarding Trump or the Republicans that voted him in. They've they've been after us from the beginning. Yeah. You know, they've been insulting Trump since the day wa- he he didn't walk down the escalator, but the day he came down the escalator mm-hmm. in Trump Tower. Yeah. And uh you know, I remember Obama was still president at that time and made the comment that Americans were too smart to elect Donald Trump. You know, they're also puffed up. And you know he's sitting back there chuckling because I still think he's the one pulling the puppet strings. Yeah. Biden's getting all the arrows and and Obama's back there. He, he doesn't rule any better as a shadow president than he did as a president. No, and, and, and Obama told us when he rose to fame in 2004 – and gave the DNC convention speech. Uh, and that's what really put him on the radar. And then he was running for Senate and then obviously became president. Um, but that was the famous, there's not a red America or a blue America. There's the United States of America speech. Um, but he's also the man who said that, well, you know, a- after the midterms when he got crushed, he said, well, you know, these are the, the, the bitter Christians. They cling to their guns. They cling yes. to their religion. They hate, you know, the fact that a black man is in. And so the, the, the Biden, uh, Obama, even Hillary, they have a very comfortable tendency with giving this lofty rhetoric, thinking that it will be carved into stone one day on a monument, but then speaking very plainly about how they think of the rest of what they think of the rest of the nation, what they think of the rest of America. And. You know, the, the press corps, well, they're not going to do their job. That's why we have you, Beth Ann. But, but any <laughs> honest talking head journalist, radio host just needs to remind the American people we're at 40 year highs of inflation and the world's largest drug, sex and human trafficking operation is happening yes. under Joe Biden at the southern border. Right. Well, we have well, yeah. major well, yeah. drastic problems in this country. That Joe Biden is watching. So if he wants to talk about Donald Trump, is he really just distracting from the fact that our country is in a recession and headed towards a winter of food and energy shortages? Um, That's the speech he gave last night. Yeah. It's um, the things that they claim on the Democrat Party right now. And I realize this isn't the Democrat Party of, you know, I had an uncle that's a Democrat. I still have, and his his son is still living, and I and I know he's a Democrat. But I don't understand what they stand for. I really don't, because all I see no. them standing for is death and destruction. You know, they can't do enough manip, uh, manipulation, or oh, I, that's not the word I was looking for. But to our children, what no. is what they're exposing them to, and what they're doing to them. With these surgeries and sex changes. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. And I don't see anything positive coming out of the left or those who are on the right sympathizing because it's all about their, their state. It's all about them. It's not about the people. That's what's, that's what's scared them with Donald Trump rising up the people and say, yeah, it's about time we had a voice. It's about time things got fair. And they don't want it that way. Yeah. Romney and, and, and Cheney and they don't want it that way. Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, and if you remember the the inaugural speech Donald Trump gave that President Bush <laughs> after was caught on a live mic and he said I'm not gonna obviously curse on the air, but he said, Wow, that was some crazy bloop. Um 
uh, but Donald Trump did talk about opioids. He talked about outsourcing. He talked about about rural America being decimated. And he said, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, but I think this was the line. He said, the age of American carnage is over. And and Bush and Obama looked at each other and thought, what is this guy talking about? Right? They didn't want someone addressing the fact that the reason why we have opioid problems in rural America is because we have sent your jobs to Mexico and China. Mm. And the reason why we have such dire poverty in rural America is because we are importing cheap illegal labor that doesn't have to pay Social Security tax and health insurance. And and the reason why, you know, our, our country is stagnant is because we are sending money overseas for, for Halliburton and for Lockheed Martin. And the reason why 18-year-old Iowa farm boys are dying in Iraq and Afghanistan is because we're on the boards of all of these corporations, and we think war is great. It doesn't matter that we're losing or winning. That's not the goal. And Bush and Obama all looked at each other and said, who the heck is this guy? Um, that's what Joe Biden is trying to get away from. Joe Biden does not want to return the days of Donald Trump. He does not want a days of returning to make America great again or, or shining a spotlight on the fact that the greatest ills perpetrated on the American people are done by their government. They're not done. We are cruel to each other sometimes. Lord knows we have a terrible urban crime population. Lord knows we can shoot one another. But the greatest ills perpetrated on the American people are done to it by its government. And yes. anyone who stands up and tries to point that out Joe Biden has now reminded them that they are a threat. And that's that's some chilling language. But again, he's a crazy old senile man. He's not running the show. The Democrats are desperate to keep the House, and they're doing anything to reflect or deflect from the fact that our economy and Americans are struggling every day. You're absolutely right. And of course, we're reminded that they're still not formula on the shelves. That's still a restriction. Here in America, where we should have bounty, un, unlimited bounty, you know, we can't even supply baby formula for our babies. No, but we did find $800 million more to send to to Ukraine. Um, and that's good because democracy or something like that. We're up to $50 billion <laughs> we have we have sent them thus far. You can't find baby formula for your baby, but just know that this weekend, President Zelensky is going to be modeling Tom Ford uh, in a Vogue photo shoot, and that should give you some comfort. Yeah, I'm about done with them. I'm sorry, but I am. I'm done with them. I'm done with that propaganda. It's just been something they've perpetrated against the American people. I don't like war. I don't like what's happening over there, but I'm telling you right now, they have... They have minimized our own security in such a great way. They say we don't have enough ammo. We don't have enough. Should we get attacked? And, of course, the great, I guess I just said it out loud, too. We're all announcing it for our enemies to hear. It's not like we're keeping it a secret. Something's wrong. I just, something's wrong, Daniel. And uh, I'm sure, Gad, you're on my side. Thank (laughs) you, my friend. I pray for your safety every step of the way and that... You can keep on keeping on. Thank you so much. You have a great long weekend. Enjoy. Don't work too hard. God bless you, Beth Ann. Thank you. God bless you. We'll be right back.
listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. Before we get started, I do want to share with you a couple of letters. And one of these is, you know, he's got a good point. And I have thought about this, too, because we call it the red and we call it the blue. And I thought, wait a minute, red is China. Red is is communism. Why do we say red? Of course, it is red, white, and blue. That's the colors of our our nation. That's the colors of our flag. And this gentleman, and I and I do say that with with great compassion for him because he's a veteran from Vietnam War era. And my brother is. But he says in the Cold War Vietnam era, veterans so naturally get angry and sickened at being called red. So he doesn't like to be called red. And I do not blame him a bit. I'm just trying to keep up with the with the uh, talk today, and of course, I'm the one who keeps saying we got to stop saying dem- democracy and start saying republic. But uh, I also thought before I got this letter from him, and I do thank you, Charles, that I'm always saying the redcoats because the redcoats weren't somebody we trusted back in the revolutionary days. So when we say red, we're really saying freedom. We want to stand for liberty and freedom. And I apologize to Charles. I'm probably still going to say it, and I'm sure that to you it's like nails on a chalkboard, just like when people say democracy to me. It's like, stop it. So we will try and come up with something better. I just haven't figured out what yet, okay? This is coming from a, um, a gentleman out of North Dakota. He says, Beth Ann, Thank you for your efforts and your writing efforts. You do have a way with words applied to paper. He says, I am broke and presently, but here is, and he sent me a $20 bill. You know, that means so much to me. Beth Ann, where are some of these old farmers? They need to support you. I know frugality is a virtue to be frugal. But a lot of them need to recognize the dire straits this nation is in. They'll talk half the day away at the coffee stops. But they need to help you and the nation. I know many of them, he says, are hurting and uncertain, but some of them are the last generation of farmers that do have some real money. Cordially and sincerely. And then he says, P.S., the Lord Yahweh help you, bless you, guide you, strengthen you, and protect you. In Jesus' holy name, amen. You know, there are days when I do feel alone, even though Rudy's in here. (laughs) And I need those letters. The letters that's saying, stop saying red. Call it something else, not, not communism. And the letters that say, thank you. I'm broke, but here's what I got left in my billfold. You know, I lost my home in a fire years ago, and you go, oh, roll, don't roll your eyes around. I'm not going to tell you the whole story again. But I was sitting in Mama Daddy's. And my brother came in. He didn't know anything had happened. My brother, the Vietnam vet, the Marine. And he said, how you doing, sis? And I said, oh, I've had better days. Well, what's up? 
And I told him. He was in shock, and he said, he took his billfold out of his pocket, <laughs> and he gave me everything he had in it. I don't remember whether it was $30, $40, 50 or 120 I don't remember what it was. But I remember it was everything he had in his billfold. I said, I'm sorry, sis. Are we willing to do that for our nation? And I'm not talking necessarily about pulling your wallets out. You know, I get emails and texts daily, constantly, multiple times every day from the GOP, from the DNC. You know, they'll claim it's one of the other politicians sending it to me. Some of them say this is the last one I'm sending, but it's never the last one. And all they're asking for is money. (laughs) I feel so drained. I've given them everything I can give, but I'm not given what I give here to them. What I do here is for you, America. D.C. is not America. You are. You are. Monday is Labor Day. We'll be talking about labor on that day. It is the working man and woman. The ones that know what it is to sweat. The ones that know what it is to have leg cramps in the night because they work so hard. The ones that know what it is to get dirty. The ones that know what it is to come home and have those families hugging them. That's America. Not Nancy Pelosi or Liz Cheney or the Bush family. Not them. You say, what about Trump? You know, Trump worked. I didn't like him as a playboy. I always thought he was just some spoiled rich guy. But he worked. He made his kids work. Now, I don't... uh, I don't agree with uh, Ivanka. Ivanka is more liberal than I would like her to be. But that's the youth. Her and her husband are a little more liberal. So I have in my hand here an article. It says, finding their teeth and claws. He said, the choices couldn't be clearer. The question is always, as always is, does the Republican Party have the courage to actually fight? You know, we've heard Trump say that many times. They don't have enough courage. They didn't have enough guts. Well, some of them just don't have the same. They don't feel the same way about rights and natural rights and freedom in our Constitution. I mean, Biden talked about the Constitution last night. He breaks it every single day, and so does Congress. You can't rely on them. And it's time that we are the ones who figured out how to gnaw and claw and take them out. Now, I don't mean go shooting them. You don't, don't put me in that category. But I put on the top of this, and we'll, we'll talk about this, because he's talking about the FBI and the DOJ and all them working together against we the people. He said, and I'm putting here, perhaps Americans should ask about the Republican Party. Are they cowards? Are co-conspirators. Sometimes I see them like the straight man comedian. When you have two comedians there, 
who only makes faces to show disapproval or whatever the case may be in the joke. Do you feel that way? So we've captured this uh, straight man, the Republicans, that are really the Tories. We've seen them. The veil has been lifted, and we see the Romneys, and we see the Lindsey Grahams, and we see the Paul Ryans, and we see the uh, Cheneys. We see them all for who they really are, and the Bushes. Oh, the Bushes. We see them. They're all globalists. They don't want to make American great, but they want to get rich off the backs of Americans. They aren't America. You are. I am. And I feel a great burden. It's been growing. But I feel a great burden. But will I do anything about it? I feel this is my, this is my only strength right here sometimes. Right in front of this microphone, encouraging you. America has got to get on her knees and then stand up and fight for righteousness. In Jesus' name, we'll be right back. Have you heard about vine-to-bar chocolate? It's the winemaker's chocolate, the world's first chocolate made with well-vined Chardonnay Mark from the beautiful coastal vineyards of North America. Gently pressed grapes are harvested after juicing, dried, and finely milled and carefully blended into the finest dark chocolate. The Chardonnay Mark contains highly beneficial grape nutrients, flavanols, and has a natural sweetness that flavors the luscious dark chocolate. Mouth-watering, flavorful, delectable dark chocolate goodness with Chardonnay sweetness and beneficial nutrients. And it's alcohol-free, too. It's vine-to-bar chocolate. Order some today at vinetobar.com. That's V-I-N-E-T-O-B-A-R.com. Cold ship to your door, it's Vine to Bar. Vine to Bar chocolate. Visit us at vinetobar.com. You can look for the silver lining or you can strengthen your portfolio with gold and silver. Optimism is planning for your own financial future. Melody Cedarstrom of Discount Gold and Silver Trading has been watching our economy and the banksters for well over 20 years. The U.S. has an unsustainable debt. While the timing of a collapse cannot be predicted, we know the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back weighs heavier and heavier with each new stimulus and omnibus bill. Because of our debt and the lack of solid backing, those fiat dollars in your pocket continue to deflate in value. However, gold stays true, true wealth. Give Melody Cedarstrom a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Discount gold and silver trading for all your precious metal needs. And join Melody weekday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Financial Survival Radio. Visit DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com. Liberty Tabletop brings liberty to your table. For those of you who want to display your patriot hearts, set your table with liberty. 
the new patriotic flatware pattern by Liberty Tabletop. Your dining table sets the mood for the American family and the American dream. Liberty honors our fallen heroes, the Liberty Bell. We the people with stars and stripes, our American Eagle and the Statue of Liberty. Each piece of the Liberty flatware pattern is an art with elegance, high-quality work, and high-quality 1810 stainless American steel. Each piece is unique while conveying the same patriotic message, liberty for all and we love America. Order your set now and a set as a gift for a special patriot in your life. Liberty Tabletop brings liberty home to your table. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive a discount. LibertyTabletop.com or call them 844-386-2338. Mike Lindell and MyPillow are offering a BOGO extravaganza on multiple MyPillow products. Now's the time to join the millions of Americans who have changed the quality of their sleep with MyPillow. Right now, take advantage of Mike's buy one, get one free pricing on MyPillow's bed sheets, Giza Elegance MyPillows, six-piece towel set, and roll-and-go anywhere MyPillows, and so much more. Just go to the radio listener specials page at MyPillow.com and use promo code BETHANN or call 1-800-978-6168. Don't miss this incredible opportunity to buy one, get one free on select products. You will also receive Mike's book absolutely free with any purchase. Call 1-800-978-6168 or go to the radio listener special page at MyPillow.com. Promo code BETHANN. We have returned. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. So as I was listening, and then, of course, that's all the news is this morning. Uh, Joe Biden's dark winter speech. I call it the cold, dark winter because that's what he told us when he became president. It's going to be a cold, dark winter. I didn't know how dark and cold it was going to get. California, they're in, they're in a heap of trouble. Oh, they're going to blame it on global warming, but it isn't global warming. It's the climate change policies. Climate change is a hoax. It's not real. But they're going to punish the people. So he's going to demand everybody have an electric car. But now he tells you you can't plug it in because, you know, they don't have enough power on the grid. It's it's infuriating. And it's scary, my friends. Like I said, I have... I have a burden. I, I know it's not all on my shoulders, but sometimes it feels like it is. And I don't know what the Lord's trying to tell me. I've been riding like crazy. Thanks to Rudy, because he does other things so I can keep riding. So we talk about this uh, divider in chief, Joe Biden. And we talk about all the terrible things that their policies are. And it's not just them. The Republicans vote a lot of times for them. Or they pick and choose when they vote against it because they know it's an election year or it's going to look bad on the record. And it's all about the parties. It's not about the people. So last night in studying, it's a, it's a little difficult when I'm watching TV, but I do do it from time to time. I decided, well, what about, what about our grievances? 
There's 27 grievances in the Declaration of Independence. And yes, they wrote a little, they, they spoke a little differently back then. But I thought maybe it's time that we go back and we look at them. And parallel them to what's happening today. Some of them are extremely, extremely significant. And others were just, they were significant at that time because they were building a nation. This was almost an empty plot of land, you know. They wanted people to come in and and multiply it, to grow. The king was against that. So he says in the first grievance, our 56 signers say, he has refused his assent to laws, the most wholesome and necessary for the public good. He would not enforce laws that would keep the people safe. I'm going to skip and go down to number six. He has refused for a long time after such dissolutions to cause others to be elected, whereby the legislative power, incapable of annihilation, have returned to the people a large for their exercise, the state remaining in the meantime exposed to all the dangers of invasion from without and convulsions from within. He picked and chose who were going to be the leaders, the representatives of that day. He fixed it so that they had no say. Number nine, he has made judges dependent on his will alone for the tenure of their offices and the amount of payment of their salaries. We see that today. The judges that are put on the bench because of their advocacy, not their loyalty to the Constitution. I mean, Ginsburg said it was out of date and we should get rid of it. This was a judge on the Supreme Court. Number 10. Think this one very clearly. Think slowly. (laughs) I'll try to read it slowly. But think about what it is today. He has erected a multitude of new offices and sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat out their substance. We have so many departments, alphabetical, bureaucratical departments, You didn't elect these people, but they're calling the shots. And that is what we're fighting against. We're fighting against state sovereignty and federal government. It was never meant to be like this. And they do eat out our substance, tax you, license you, send all kinds of permits against you. Number 13, he has combined with others to subject us to jurisdiction foreign to our Constitution and acknowledged by our laws, giving his assent to their acts of pretended legislation. Our Congress legislates against us 
both Republicans and Democrats and Libertarians and Independents. Number 16, for cutting off our trade with all parts of the world. They haven't exactly cut it off, but they have manipulated it to their advantage. And now we don't have baby formula. And now we can't get this or that, or we can't afford it. 17, for imposing taxes on us without consent. Bureaucrats. Fines, licenses, permits that you have to pay, they're all taxes. For depriving us in many cases of the benefits of trial by jury. Number 18, we still have J6 people in jail for trespassing. Number 21, for taking away our charters, abolishing our most valuable laws and altering fundamentally the forms of our governments. 22, for suspending our own legislatures and declaring themselves invested with power to legislate for us in all cases whatsoever. 23, he has abdicated government here by declaring us out of his protection and waging war against us. Is that what he did last night? Threatened American people, half of the American people. He has plundered our seas, ravaged our coasts, burned our towns, and destroyed the lives of our people. Remember the spring of 2020 and Kamala Harris saying, they're not going to stop. They shouldn't stop. And they're not going to stop. And they should not stop. Because she only talks in little short sentences. It's amazing to me what we have put up with. But we were asleep, America. We were asleep. When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station from which the laws of nature and nature's God entitle them, we hold these truths to be self-evident. The only ones who are lawful to insurrect is we, the people. It's time that we take America back. It's time to turn back to God and bring America home. Home.